See, um, straight away, um, even in the statement you make now, that you need to be awake from this dream, in fact, it's saying something already. There must be some awakefulness because if you recognize something is a dream, uh, if you were deeply identified with the dream, you would not even call it dream even. So when you say you need to awaken from the dream, what, what precisely do you mean by that? In what way should you awaken from the dream? What it means? It means that I I suffer and I believe it. There mm -hmm. It seems that I believe the suffering. Mm -hmm. And I have pain in both my body and in my um, thoughts and when I try to find the sufferer I don't find the sufferer but I find the suffering yes again the question you can ask if you you sound like you're already engaging the inquiry you say I cannot find the sufferer but there's the suffering you see It's only important to keep on. If there is suffering, who is saying, I am suffering? Who is suffering, you see? Then you bring this question again, and you try and find the one who is suffering. Because the sense of suffering is there only because somehow pain can happen. Pain can be present. Pain happens, this body is there, and this body will experience pain and pleasure. But the one who suffers brings in a sort of a psychological entity who, who is feeling, yes, I'm suffering because what? Because pain is here now. There's not much right. to discuss about pain. You can say, okay, my body is feeling like this is full of pain. Uh, this is a very factual, mm, mm, tangible experience. Suffering is going on. And what causes suffering? In what way is suffering more than pain? Why would you call it suffering? Because I attach a past and a future to it. Yes. Yes. And, and again, uh, still within the inquiry, you are to find out who who are we speaking about. I attached a past and a future. You must focus your attention on trying to identify the subject of this experience. You see, this is this is the nature of the inquiry. Just to stay with it, no presumptions, no assumptions about it. Just cool and clear and sober looking. As we speak, we can do it. You see, because otherwise you're just assuming, okay, well, the pain is there, the suffering is there. I just want to get out of the suffering, and I'm asking just, um, you see, on one level, if I'm speaking to many people, will probably come and say the very same things that you're saying to me. 
and I may speak to them in a different way. If I feel that there is a strong identification with their body and with their programming or something, and that that is just too strong, then I may have to address them from the position of where they are identifying themselves as being the one who is suffering and so on. Uh, but I don't want to do this with you because you're able to go beyond this. You say that uh, you know something is identifying with the circumstances, the context, the past, future, and so on. And you uh, know that this person, this one who is suffering, is a construct of... Uh, an identity with the body that, that, that feels this is me and therefore the conditioning also is attached to this body and this constitutes uh, a, a person which feels intimately what I am. But upon the inquiry some space comes between this idea of myself, the one who suffers, and we see that there is some space there sufficient for um, that observing of this sense of myself can take place and then there is some distance there. Then I say that yeah. when this question is asked, the whole phenomena of a person who is suffering and the story of the suffering and all of that somehow seems to just get sucked onto the screen of consciousness and it is viewed as though it is a phenomenon, uh, including the feelings, they become phenomenal. They become sort of qualities and take on an objective um, sense. And there's a, a distinction, a sense of distance between that which is viewing it and the story of what is being viewed, you see? I do see. Yeah. I see more in, in theory than I do in experience, but I'll tell you, um, because I've had this pain in my body for the past three years, I have seen how I, the identification to it is stronger. But when I... But this is not necessary. This is not necessarily so. Ramana Maharshi had a pain in his elbow for many years, actually, and it didn't cause yeah. him to identify any further with it. It's not that the pain by itself, ha by itself has the power to command identification. Correct. Yeah, I just want you to be clear about that, you see, so we don't keep a sense that, you know, because of the fact of the pain creates the fact of, you know, the suffering. No, no, it's, it's something else is, 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 is there also. So because it goes on, sometimes with the very fact that it goes on may enable you to see that uh, there's, a, there's a, an unreality about it, that it's, it's really in the body and, uh, and that um, the awareness of this pain or the association or the identification with the pain goes in and out of focus and that's also observed in, in me, you see. When you said earlier that you saw and uh, it still only has a sort of... Uh, 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 theoretical reality, uh, theoretical uh, quality to it. It's not. It's not intimate enough yet to be called your real, your real and truthful experience. What I would want to say to you is to keep looking and looking and looking. Not just once proven, but twice, three times, four times. Just keep checking in. Each time the pain arises or this kind of suffering uh, mode comes up just to keep check against, you know, your, your deeper knowing and seeing. And so your mind gets really established in the, in the understanding. Yes. You see, if you're just looking once and then you say, okay, yes, I see it. I see I am not that. Sometimes that one looking is not sufficient to establish no, your, your mind in, 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 in the truth, you know. 
So oh, I just absolutely. say that should be one's attitude that you continuously, you know, bring the attention, which tends to, like a reflex, keep going back to the past to reference itself and to give a sense of reality simply because the, 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 the actuality of what the thought is portraying may not be true, but it's being perpetuated through memory and through the association and identity that's being sustained in the mind. You see, I have no, I have no interest to, to get you merely to go through a kind of mental experience, you see. I really want to put it to you that, you know, the inquiry does work at the, at the art level also, not just as a mental thing. In fact, at the what level? At the heart level. Heart level. Yeah. Okay. So not just merely as a kind of theoretical knowledge, but it actually empties out into, into one's living and direct experience. It becomes your own innermost conviction, you see. That's what the, I would love. At the moment, at the moment, let me just say before you, you, you say something again, uh, is that perhaps more attention is being given to the story of it than to the real seeing of it, the seeing through of the, the story and the apparent one who is suffering it. And that proportion has to change a bit. If we are constantly referring back to how it feels in the body and how the mind presents it, you see, and then that's going to take on more a sense of reality than the fact that when you look, you prove it to be an unreality. You follow? I hear that clearly. Okay, now, now, now share with me what you wanted to say. I have been doing that for since a few days now because when I listened to your satsang on um, finding the sufferer, yes. and I do it several times a day, as often as I can remember it. And when I, the clearest image or that I have of it is that it's like awareness. There is no body that is holding the suffering. There is no form that's holding the suffering. It's like, well, I guess the only form is like a pile of thoughts. And when the awareness touches one, it goes off like a light bulb. That's kind of like the experience I have, that it's that it's not even contained in the body. Yes. It's only through the faculty of memory why it seems to have apparent life and is perpetuated like that. I mean, the, the body, the, the, the pain may be felt in the body. Actual and physical pain can be felt. But that's not sufficient evidence of the reality of a sufferer, is he? Right. And I really want to be really real with you about this because I really, you know, there's a way out of this mischief. And, uh, and that is, don't expect to not feel pain. Uh, pain right. will come, you see. And even the, the sort of the noise of the mind will come. But I want you to, rather than try to escape that, Make use of it. Take the opportunity that pain brings you in order to go beyond the idea of a sufferer, of a me who needs to change something and to get out of it and so on. There, there is a place for this because sometimes in our actions day-to-day, -day, daily life, um, there are some things which are clearly recognizable that a shift in perspective is enough to, to, to change the, 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 the feel of suffering or pain. And then you do that very much uh, spontaneously, very naturally. 
and it leaves no record in the consciousness. This is just a natural mm. way. It's just like brushing your teeth. You don't go around remembering that you did it. You simply do it. But when there is a sort of psychological force behind the experiencing, then it's as though something is trying to establish itself, as though it's a reality in the mind. And this is why I say that it is, you know, sort of washed out by um, persistent uh, inquiry. Also remember, you know, that the power itself of the universe moves in order to support the harmony, restoring harmony in the body-mind. It's not that I am on my own doing it. This I who would say that is also just a fabrication. It's only just another thought, you know. You are really consciousness. And this, uh, this story of, a, of a, a sufferer or an enjoyer or so has consciousness behind it. Hmm. Everything boils back down to consciousness. And when through the inquiry, you are actually brought back through the mirroring of inquiry to your actual place and state, then the acidity of these experiences, they will vanish. And what is remaining is that, that unshared uh, consciousness, that unmixed consciousness. It is here already. Don't look for any effect such as feeling good or feeling better or feeling clear and all of this. Because these are still measurements inside the immeasurable consciousness. We are, you are this already. You are this. This is all that's here, you see. I don't know if you fully grasp what I'm saying. There's not really a you who is going to undo anything. Just the understanding will take place uh, even in a dialogue like this. It's pointing you back to, to the effortless um, background or space or intelligence which does not have to work to be itself it's simply here the idea of yourself uh, trying to change something and get better and improve it's natural from the human standpoint but from the standpoint of consciousness it is only a sort of a dream producing more dreams hmm. I wonder if you see this you see it, what you say resonates with me you say resonates with me um. there should not be anything left behind after the inquiry there should not be there, there's no substance there's no there's no there's no there's no thing left behind that is measurable because the inquiry brings everything back to, to silence you see the silence hasn't moved in the meantime the, the silence is not enlarged by the inquiry it is only revealed through the inquiry that you are that, you are that effortlessly. There's nothing to even maintain this silence. It's enough that the apparent um, movement called the seeker is nullified through the inquiry. What remains is the effortless being, you see. This is what, this so is, what is here. A, yeah. It's just, quite, it's, the, it's a persistent inquiry. It's just who is suffering, who is in this pain, who is... Yeah, just just to be alert and aware enough um, uh, right. that it doesn't just become a kind of a, a routine or a sort of like a, a kind of ritual. The question must must be um, you must be very present with the question, you know, because it is each time with the inquiry. 
a deeper and clearer seeing emerges corresponding to the intensity and and the, and the presence of the of your attention you see you're simply asking you know there, there something arises within you that a state of there is some sense of uh, disharmony and that disharmony is kind of recognized you see now you can find you can make you may ask for whom is this disharmony but you but at another stage as you become more clear you may not need to try and find who is who is suffering from disharmony you may come to a state of actually recognizing that even a sense of disharmony is only another movement that can only appear in in my presence i am the presence that must be here first before anything else can be perceived phenomenally and so the attention gets fixed upon that presence and now you may find out is does that presence have any quality at all and you will see just by keeping quiet not by trying to create an answer with the mind but just by being quiet you come to see that uh there is nothing here there's nothing yeah. here as presence there's not an object here as presence or behaving as presence that presence doesn't point or land upon an object it's it's more closer than intimacy Yes. by that what i mean is that you see that i have no i have no phenomenal quality that i can point to to say okay this is where i am i can locate myself and so you're out of all you're out of the out of the the circle of qualities you're out of it completely but how you cannot say you are speechless where you cannot say there's a sense mm-hmm. of everywhereness about it but there's not much saying to be done now once the seeing as somehow uh reveal that you are um you are uh, non-objective you're not an object but still y- y- you are aware of yourself as presence because this body is here also by this by the, by you reach this stage by the time you reach this 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 intensity or the clarity of seeing then all the noise uh of the mind that is wrapping itself around a the idea of a personal self all of that will have drifted long long way away you are now in your your solitary and serene spaciousness again you are not you are not something that can be described at all but there's peace um, emanating from and within you in space and and joy and then it will be seen that yourself as a sufferer is uh, is just such a a dream it's, it's such mm. a such a it's so distant now there's no there's no suffering at all we can imagine so many states if i say to you right now just think of a a nice sort of chocolate ice cream and a cone you can somehow allow that image to form itself in your mind and you may even have a sort of like a a subtle sense of what it tastes like and so on you can do this mm-hmm. and if you do this enough you may not even have to go and buy a chocolate ice cream if we keep on somehow giving pictures and stories to to um to to what arises in the consciousness as thought and feeling and imbue them with an importance and the greatest importance you can give them is by referring to yourself as the body and the conditioning right. because once you have done that and that's registered inside the consciousness then that provides the soil for other concepts to grow in 
Now, that is not something that you've done deliberately, so it's not a blame. It is just that all the beings, sentient beings, fall under the spell of conditioning to some greater or lesser degree. You are aware of you are aware of these. The very fact that you can speak about what you perceive, and no, no object of perception can sustain unbroken, um, you know, uh, presence right. in you. You see, they come and go. They come and go. You are the witness of their coming and going, but you must fix your attention upon the witness. Because initially, in the beginning, the witness feels like a person. Right. And each time you keep checking for that, that person is disappearing under the gaze of the inquiry. You see, and in the end, all phenomenality about it vanishes, and it is revealing itself as it is, rather than, <laughs> rather than how it is imagined to be. Hmm. Listen to me inside your heart, not not there's nothing to do with so much with the head at all. I'm more pointing you to something beyond the field of the changeful, because you are the one who witnesses the changeful, the timeful, the passing, the comings and goings. Don't comment any more about the comings and goings. You see, it is not really worthy of your attention. The comings and goings, that traffic will keep on going. The more you identify yourself as a person, you will intensify the traffic. When you become clear that you're only the that subtle perceiver behind all the phenomena, then the traffic will slow down and gradually disappear. It is intimately related to your idea of who you are, who you take yourself to be. As you come to see that you are more like an intelligence of space, this whole world will become the same. It's waiting for that recognition to take place in you. It's not waiting as a person waits. It's awaiting recognition in you. Because after a series of uh, movements which you uh, have registered as, as painful or uh, uncomfortable, um, as the waves come and go, new waves will come. If you keep on identifying, there's no end to this. All of it is standing upon the identity you're holding as yourself. And this identity itself is not real, it's not true. The illusion depends upon the identity, upon the false identity. So in those moments that I'm tempted to comment on the comings and goings of the mind, that I'm tempted to yes. fix on it, yes. it's at that time I be, look as the witness. That's the, that's the time that I move into the witness. You must do it. Right. You cannot. You cannot win a fight when it's over. <laughs> you have to defeat it uh, in the moment, like this. And by that, what I mean by this is that the suffering is only there for w when the when the attention is present with it, when the belief is there, when the identity is there. Then the the suffering will 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 stand. When the identity right. is dissolved, the suffering will have nothing to grow in. You know, it's like cut flowers. 
they are bright just for a short time, but because they are separated from the, from the body of the plant, they will soon wither and go. It's only that memory and identity give them, you know, a secondary life, a secondary spell. It extends the visa. It extends the visa time of that thought. Because you can perpetuate things through memory. Give them a, a kind of life. It's not a true life, in fact. At a certain point, when these when these uh, forces they they arise in you, you will not trouble yourself about them. You will not comment or follow them. You just let them. Just like sometimes, you may have a a bit of a headache, but you have to get on with your work, and you just ignore the headache, and then it goes without your monitoring. In the same way, you'll see that many of these kind of thoughts, the ones that carry a kind of psychological force and some personal type of um, quality to them you learn to ignore them immediately. You see? Mm -hmm. And other thoughts which are really in service to practical and appropriate um, movement, they will be sieved out and they will come to fruition because they will not leave behind them a bad smell. You don't have to doubt that. It happens very spontaneously. Your job is only to um, stay away from such thoughts that... Um, pull your attention into the forest of uh, fragmentation, you know. You understand what I've said just now? I understand what you're saying. Yes. You are consciousness. You're not a person. But the personal vibration will linger for quite some time, even after the realization that you are not that. It will still be there. You know, but if no food is given to it, it will gradually sort of thin out and ultimately just vanish by itself. The food that fattens that um, feeling up is the continued identity, identification that I am this person, I am this, going unquestioned, you see. Then this, uh, this, this kind of, you may call it a kind of complacency, will continue to reinforce the sense that you are merely a person suffering and and uh, not able to step out of it. But it really is unreal, and its unreality uh, will be seen much more clearly if you stop playing along with, you know, simply identifying with the with stories and begin and persist in your inquiry. You know, who who suffer who suffers it? You see. And when this question is asked, don't go scratching around just for an answer or from an answer from the mind. Simply keep quiet and try and understand what you're asking, you see. Try and identify the sufferer of it. Just see if there is one. Or keep, keep quiet. You know, ask the question uh, with understanding and keep quiet. Don't shut off. Don't shut down. Don't go dull. But simply... Don't try and scratch around to create a kind of an answer. Just be quiet, you see. If you can see that uh, that is, it's just a feeling and you don't try to exaggerate, let the mind exaggerate the feeling into a story, just leave it as a feeling, then right there it will also dissolve in its, um, in its intensity. Right there it will do it very naturally. If you don't engage... It amounts to really not, not adding any, any fuel to that fire. It will go out by itself, you see.
But what happens in most cases is that as soon as the feeling comes, you know, the alarm bells go on and you start to react as though you're in trouble. Exactly. You see? But I understand what you're saying. Yes. It's so close. It's so close to me what you're saying. Yes. And yet I want to remind you that nothing can touch you as awareness. It is only a movement that occurs because the body and the consciousness and the vital force is there. Then the activity of thought and and conditioning and the kind of programming that happens to the to us as uh, the human expression of consciousness uh, that will be active for a while. But that I, will sorry uh, that will what that will be active for a while. The sense okay. that uh, you know the, that that uh, mm, the consciousness mm, had to work with the body, and that that. Identity that was shaped uh, through the conditioning that consciousness took on with this body, that that smell, that feel will be there in in the manifest um, existence, but uh, gradually, uh, through grace and through your own call to inquiry and so on, the the strength or the potency of these identification will be thinning out, lessening by themselves. You don't need to try and measure yourself purposefully. It's enough that you simply remain as the as the invisible witness, actually, and see that the story is only about uh, an identity. There cannot be any story about consciousness, you see. Mm. There can only be a story about a sort of person. When consciousness forms itself into a person, then the story can begin. When you revert back to consciousness, when you see that when you function from the place, your perspective is that of consciousness, then the impact of uh, the mind and so on, it will be completely futile. It has no power. It only can have power once you identify yourself as the body-mind, person, personality. Then these things have power. And gradually, you know what will happen, you know, is that all of this that come, all the waves of the mind and thought and memory and all of this that come, you need not be afraid of them. You don't have to run for cover. They can simply just blow like clouds in the in the that expanse of sky. Because you will feel intuitively that your your nature, your being is more sky like, more spacious. And that the need to kind of fight with clouds is just imagination also. It's also a cloud. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. Nothing is wrong with you. From the place of consciousness, even from the one who witnesses consciousness, you are beyond the realm of right and wrong. You are beyond all morality. You are simply the untouched essence, you see. It is like this. Just now, somehow, the mind will fall into that abyss of natural conviction it will come but the, the less you fuss about the 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 apparent goings on in the mind the, the more quickly this this recognition will occur in you okay I wish you could see me because I just love looking at you <laughs> very good I can feel you mm -hmm. 
I do want to thank you again and tell you that you're deep, deep, deep within my heart. Oh, this is and very good. This is very good. Uh, that that uh, that feeling of um, of that inner connection is uh, your connection with the truth of your own self. Is a connection with the truth of your own self, and um, mm, the connection itself. Uh, beautiful as it is, it itself will dissolve as that perfect uh, unicity is uh, somehow revealed. You know, there's no separation. There's apparent separation. The further out we extend our attention through the mind and through the consciousness, we take on the sense we come into the feel of apparent distance, and you feel a kind of dichotomy inside yourself. This is the possibilities of consciousness that when it identifies with the body, it extends itself outwardly and comes into the realm of time and duality. And when it, when it reverses the attention again, it comes back into the clear recognition of its, of its oneness as itself, you know. And then somehow, you know, what happened is that um, you, you're able to see that you are the, the relative expression also, but that, that relative expression sits in the lap of that totality. Mm. And so you have the you you you're in a win win situation. <laughs> you enjoy the manifest world, but uh, from the, your place of the unmanifest at the same time. It's not something we can completely grasp only mentally. But somehow as you as you come into your own self recognition, all what I'm saying to you will arise spontaneously. It'll become so clear. You know, at the moment, there's no distance, actually, from what I'm saying to you and what you actually are. It is only that through the mind, it appears to be some distance. It appears to be some steps need to be taken and so on. But uh, I'm pointing you back only to that distanceless uh, awareness that you are. Yeah.